0: Hi, I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Lois Roberts, playwright and star of Lover, playing off Broadway at the Pershing Square Signature Center. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Well, thanks for spending the time with us, and let's just dive right into this extraordinary thing you've created here. Okay. Lover. Build as a revealing new play about love and dot, dot, dot sex that you wrote and perform in eight times a week. Tell us about your process creating this play. It has been a, I guess, a three year process.
1: Uh, mm. I had started writing a book and um, I had a very chance psychic reading with a woman who speaks to your spirit guides. And Mm -hmm. she said, um, tell me about your writing. I said, I didn't say anything about my writing. She said, I know, but your spirit guides want me to tell you that it seems you started writing a book. And it isn't a book. It's a play. And it's about a woman's journey through sex. And you know how to write that. And if you do, it's a game changer. This is my honest-to-God true story. And I was just gobsmacked. In the middle of the night, I woke up. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, you know, think about anything other than what she had said. And um, I woke up, I started writing an outline. um, And that outline uh, became a play that uh, I think the first draft came out of me in four weeks. I couldn't stop writing Mm. every day. It was as if somebody were writing it for me. Two weeks Mm. into it, I called uh, Daryl Roth, who had produced Cactus Flower, a play that I had done several years ago. And I said, I'm working on something. I'd love to come in and talk to you about it. And I went to her office in four weeks and uh she said, Well read it to me. I read her the play and she said, Lois, you really have something here. I think you need to write me one scene that's gonna break my heart and I think you should change the name to L O V E R, A K A Lover, uh, because that was already in the play as an acronym and um and then I submitted it to a theater out of town per her instructions, where I wouldn't get reviewed. Did it there, uh-huh. and it's so. Uh-huh. In three years, I kept you know I did several out of town productions and kept rewriting it and redefining it. And uh, finally, she Daryl put me together with Karen Carpenter, and the rest is history.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, the um, the concept of an original thought idea and you being with a spirit guide and it going from there to hardcore reality and to Daryl Roth, and then having it nursed along that way is really quite remarkable.
1: It was quite an experience, I have to say. Um, And the merger of uh, Karen Carpenter and I Together has been an experience that I will never I don't know that I'll ever be able to recreate that in my life. Karen is amazing. She has she's a wonderful dramaturge, and she went through the script with me and helped me to activate every moment uh, of the play. And I lo- I got rid of a lot of uh, things that really weren't working, and started to add new material. And that was the thing that I think changed the whole arc of the play and really uh, brought it to where it needed to be to be in this you know, venue, Um, and I I cannot thank her enough for that. Karen is extraordinary.
0: Oh, Talk a little bit more about the actor-writer relationship with Karen as the director and perhaps some um, examples or insight that you could share with us.
1: Well, the greatest thing that she did for me, as I started to say before, is that she helped me to realize in the writing that I had to take it out of the narrative and into the active, meaning that as a as an actor, um, I needed to not be telling the audience the story, but to be living the story. And in uh-huh. living the story, um, it it helped me as a as an actor to be much more present in the moment and work more moment to moment. And since mm-hmm. I'm Meisner trained, that was a a very I uh, was a fantastic transition for me. Uh, and she also taught me how, you know, how much the audience is part of the experience with me. Certainly in a, in a one-person play, you're breaking that fourth wall. So the audience is such a key part of my experience on stage. And, um, and it, it just in working with her, it also, for whatever reason, when I started activating the writing, it mm-hmm. made me remember so many more things that I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I left this out. And since it's, you know, 75 to 80% completely autobiographical and 20% made up, the things mm-hmm. that I remembered that, were, that actually happened were so, it was hilarious. Actually, I read one piece to one of my sisters, and she was say, said, oh, my God, I cannot believe you left that out of the first draft. How did you not remember that? And, you know, so there were things like that that just in, in writing it differently um, helped me to just make the writing so much richer.
0: Oh, how interesting! Thank you for sharing that. And you—you uh, you started to talk a little bit about just the one-person pieces, and we've seen a rise in them, especially with audible theater taking on so much of like the monologue play. Mm-hmm. What What do you think about this type of theater and actor relationship is being so compelling? Well, I
1: think because it feels so much more personal, you know, we uh-huh. you, you go to the theater and you see plays with lots of people, they're living a moment on stage between them that we get to share. But in a one-person play, you feel like you've, you know, a lot of people walk out of my show and say I feel like I just spent time with my best friend or mm-hmm. that you know, it's it's such a such a deeper, more personal experience and I think people really gravitate toward that. Maybe there's more of a need for that as opposed to being um you know I'm not saying it's like watching television when you go to a play because it certainly is not it's live theater but I just I do I guess I just keep going back to the word personal it's a much deeper more personal experience because people are bearing their soul um in one person experience
0: Right right and you talk about how let's say 80 20 80% of the story mm. is autobiographical graphical in in 20 is supportive fiction for you as an actor to do this eight times a week. Is it a different type of emotional drain than doing say cactus flower?
1: Definitely. Uh, I'm really exhausted after the show, I have to say. Um, And uh, because it's, it's reliving, you know, big chunks of my life uh, over and over again. But you know, at this point, I'm finding because we've been at it now, I think we've been in you know we had almost two and a half weeks of previews, and now we've been in the run, so we're I'm in it almost five weeks, and it's very much in my body now, so I'm finding that it's getting to be a little less tiring, but um, nonetheless it's um, you know it's it also requires an enormous amount of focus and concentration, and again, uh when you have you know you have different audiences. Some audiences are listeners, and some audiences are laughers. Um, Some are a combination of both. When you have an audience that's a listening audience, it's a much harder job because the, the laughing audience helps me. They become another character in the show, and I feel like they're really with me. Uh, but when the audience, when you have a listening audience, it's not that they're not with me necessarily, it's just that they're listening. And sometimes audiences don't feel, know that if they have a license to laugh. So it's a very wow. interesting experience as, as a performer. It's uh, it, it, I've really had to learn that, you know, the listening audience is not hating the show. They're just really wanting to hear every word. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. so, But it does take a much more concentration on my part, and that does tire me out a little bit
0: more. Understandable. Um, Other things that you might have learned about yourself as an actor while creating the piece, now running it for five weeks um, as you're on this journey?
1: Um, Again, I think that uh, one thing I'm noticing is that A, I really love my job. I mean, I love getting to the theater every day. I get so excited when I'm about to get on stage. I've noticed how the nerves that I used to have, you know, many years ago, right before, I I don't have them because I feel, thanks to Karen, um, you know, what's that Deepak Chopra says, that uh, success comes when preparation and opportunity meet. Thanks to Karen, Mm -hmm. I feel so prepared when I walk out on stage. And... uh, I'm just enjoying sharing the story. So, um, what I've learned is how much I love my job. I really love acting, and um, and I love telling my story. And I I feel like um, so many people have come up to me after the show about, oh my God, thank you so much. I, I you helped me through a really difficult time I'm going through in my life right now. Or, boy, did, you know, I, I don't feel so alone. Or, uh, there, there have been so many things. I feel like wow, I'm moving people, and that's. As a performer, there's nothing better than just feeling like you've you're helping people in some way. Um, and I've learned a lot. I've I have learned a lot about myself as an artist, uh, just about how different it is for me. Again, going back to you know the different audiences and how they affect me. Um, I have to say, my second preview, the first preview audience were huge laughers. The second preview mm-hmm. audience were very. They were listening really deeply. It was a very hard show for me, but boy, did I learn a lot about myself after that. Because I thought maybe they don't, maybe they're not liking the show, and it affected my performance so much. I became so in my, I was so in my head, and I learned, I learned more from that than I do, you know. And, and I had to, you know, take a deep breath when I walked off stage and say, "Oh my God, I just, I wasn't myself up there. I was performing in my head." And and I learned. So much that night, and I've never had another show like that again with a listening audience. I just learned you have to love them and tell them their, your story, and trust that what you know, trust what I'm saying, is is meaningful, and um, not get caught up in whether or not they're laughing or not laughing. So
0: that was a big lesson. Mm-hmm. Lois, this has been so valuable. Thank you, thank you for sharing it and for all of your insight. Thank you, Lauren, for listening and for asking. I'm Lauren Clash-Schneider with Lois Robbins from L-O-V-E-R, a.k.a. Lover, playing Off-Broadway at the Person Square Signature Center through November 2nd. Thank you. Thank you.